fresh from the kettle, it's time to pod while the tea is hot. Let's do it. Yeah, we're here. The tea is the tea is exquisite right now. It's pretty good. But I don't have time to joke. We got announcements. We got announcements. We got announcements. Let's start off right. Heinerberg Chapel. Every Sunday. Service is 1100. Beastbody. Tuesday, we got uh, Club Beyond with Logan Wells. Right? You got teenagers. All of that goodness. This is middle school. Right? 1445 to 615. High school from 1800 to 2000. Same day, Tuesday, we got PWOC Women's Study with various times and locations. Wednesday, we got Wednesday Night Alive, 1730 to 1915. Tons and tons of groups. Uh, Thursday, we're going to move right into the Clay Prayer Open House Worship Team Practice. And then Friday, as per usual, we got Cadence Ministry at 1830 with Cadence International Ministry. That's Christian and Melissa Stevenson. Also, my father's clubhouse with Aubrey Davis is uh, she's she's uh, she's taking care of the kids during the Sunday service. But beware, it's a limited amount of kids. Twenty-seven is the max right now, at the moment. Uh, those are some of those cool things you got coming up. Tap in, pay a visit. I want to send a shout out and a personal prayer request for. My close friend, uh, Byron, has got a podcast. I will drop his his name. It's kind of hard to, to spell out if you guys are trying to follow it, but we'll get to it. Check him out. Uh, he does a lot of live stuff, and sometimes on lives, you know, people, hey, listen, if you're in those Modern Warfare game lobbies, you know they are spamming that N-word. So uh, his pod may not be for kids, but not pod, his, uh, his Twitch stream. Tons and tons of video games, classics, new stuff, middle stuff. He's there. Got a smooth, buttery voice. Go check him out. <laughs> Go check my man out. Oh, man. And um, I want to have a, a prayer request for his mother, Mama Brown. She's going through some chemotherapy right now. I need all hands on deck to pray for her and her recovery, her speedy recovery, we love you, Mama Brown. Please get well, rest up, and we're going to see you on the other side of this nasty thing. Without further ado, let's go right into prayer. Lord, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the, the way you provide a path to your holiness. As we discuss the, the present topic, Father, I ask that you soften our hearts. Give us strength, Lord. To not only endure, but to endure and love simultaneously. Cover these children, Father. Be with them. Encourage them. Refresh them with the Spirit to remind them that they are loved, wanted, valued, and cherished. We pray all of this in your holy name. Amen. Now, before the podcast starts, uh, I want to give a disclaimer and a warning. We are talking about the document uh the documentary one child nation and if you are triggered by you know abortion forced abortion things of that nature like that's the top we're talking about the 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 constitutional law that was written into china's 
Constitution about the, the one-child policy. So if this is going to be a little bit gritty, we're going to try to keep it as light as possible, but it has to be covered because it kind of came on my heart. It's really heavy on my heart, and I think that I think that people should know about it, hear about it. Go watch the documentary if you have time, and then just pray. Pray for those people. Pray for those kids. Pray for that country. Um, without further ado, here's the here's the pod. Enjoy. Hey, remember that? Remember that that um that question? Like, would you like if somebody paid for a, a lower back tattoo? Can you have a lower back tattoo as a man? But it says something like super, super like gangster, right? Like it has what does Starling say? Juicy. <laughs> no. <laughs> hooligan. Ooh, on the, hooligan. On, on, yeah, it was hooligan on the lower back. That still make you tough? No, absolutely not. But what was like the like like the big WWF size belt? Like like this much, Still like no. six inches. No. All right, that's fine. Fair, 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 fair. Hey, um, guys, uh, I was talking to I was talking to Tommy uh, a couple was like a week ago. We talked about this. Yeah, about about a week ago. Uh, you said that you saw. Give me one second. My dog is trying to. I can hear her crunching mm. in the background, but. It was about a week ago we talked about the that that documentation with that documentary one child yeah Nation. yeah no i i uh saw it on i think it's on amazon it's streaming on amazon right now i'm like huh i wonder how that is yes it is and then watched it and then you know i was horrified and uh recommended to you because i know you'd be interested by it and uh yeah i mean we I were both we that. were both in agreement there it was absolutely it was it was horrifying i mean there's no reason for bone chilling like that. bone that chillingly insane. horrifying uh yeah because i remember i remember so this yeah. comes in the second what's that so this comes in off of like i remember i i spoke with mm-hmm. you uh a couple of times because i wanted another kid right and ray was like no she you know she was really focused on her military mm-hmm. career as she should and so i was like hey is adoption um, on the table, can we adopt? And it, you know, she was kind of hesitant, but I really wanted to get another kid in the house. And I was thinking about, I've always wanted to adopt because I, I know for it, I didn't know extensively mm-hmm. just the like the cruelty of what occurred in this documentary. Mm-hmm. But I had always known from having you know friends, uh, uh, coworkers, other soldiers who came from yeah. China, like what goes mm-hmm. down. Like they talk to me about how they give it up over there, and it's pretty filthy. Um, and so I was, I was talking to Rain. I was like, "Hey, you know, if, if we and if you and I can't have another kid, can can I? Can we adopt a Chinese uh, girl mm-hmm. from from China?" And so she's like, "Hey, you need to do your research." And then when you recommended this to mm-hmm. me, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I need to go ahead and watch this and see exactly what you know is going on, what I'm getting myself into." This was every bit of like, it was yeah, gut wrenching. It, it, it was gut wrenching. So just so everybody knows, just to, just to fill you guys in on what we're talking, we're talking about one child nation. Okay, it's a it, it's a it's a documentary that came out roughly in 2019. Uh, it was directed by uh, director Nan Fu Wong, 
and it's roughly about uh the like the 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 insanity that that occurred with china's one child policy right so it's it, it was started from 1979 and it gets really hairy like in the early 80s yeah, right, I, unofficially I, they started yeah, at, like, like the set like 77 75 and then it became an official and it was officially in their constitution in 1982 so that's a crazy like they officially yes, they put it in their like, constitution that was crazy because i mean you i remember hearing it when i was a kid i'm like oh they're gonna have only one kid and then you kind of like oh that's weird and then you know you you continue on your day you don't think about what that means and how that's enforced and you see it in the documentary and it's absolutely horrifying i was one of the oh so is it so i so i i had a buddy and I'll leave his name out of this, but I had a buddy and he was, you know, he, he, he's from mm-hmm. China, um, in the army. Great, great guy, solid work ethic. And, you know, just, just talking. So he's got two boys. He's got two boys and, um, just talking to him. He was telling about how, yeah, you know, China, they would take, they would take the kids, put them in baskets and leave them at the edge mm-hmm. of town. Yeah. Right. And so I, I was seeing because I because I'd heard about that the most people, but then you get into this uh, this documentary and they just show you just how visceral that really is, like what that looks mm-hmm. like, like what that looks like. So um, this is China trying to respond to their population control. They had what like a billion people. Like uh, now they have 1.4 billion people. So yeah, I think around then, uh, around a billion, maybe a little over 1.2 billion. So they're trying to tamper down on um, on, on population control yeah. in China. I mean, and it just gets and so they just. Well, yeah, I think like the you know their issue was and and a lot of, the, the sad thing is a lot of this was you know a lot of these problems are created by the authoritarian Chinese Communist Party. And then they try to fix it with some authoritarian means and it makes like, and it's going to lead to future problems. And that's where they are now. There's not enough young people because they killed some off or sent them away. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. And, for sure. That was and the, what, yeah. the reason there was too many, there wasn't enough food. And a lot of that comes from, you know, uh, Mao Zedong's, um, was it the, his revolution where, oh, what, I forget, I forget what they call it, but, but like he, they had, they enforced these policies that totally destroyed their agricultural production. So the food, food levels went way down and then their answer to that was not to fix that because you cannot question the authoritarian state we're gonna just start right you know killing babies which is essentially what they did for 20 more years 20 years and that yeah 20 yeah about no more about 20 years because it's 77 no so it's like 40 40 years yeah, it, it's it's horrible. That's rough, and uh, that's you really feel bad for these people. So watching what this, this documentary? So here's the thing that 
<clears throat> that really, 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 really frightens me. The first thing was everyone's response was the oh, exact yeah. Yeah. same. Their response was blanketed mm-hmm. almost. Sorry. It was blanketed almost. There was nothing you could, nothing I could do mm-hmm. about it. We had to find a way. Nothing we could mm-hmm. do about it. But here's the Except thing. Except one family. That I kind of. Th- oh, yeah. Go, went hard in the paint. But I'm, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Everyone overall, else. Like all the right? other interviews of the yeah. people. Yeah. Everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing that, that really pulled me in. <clears throat> I can understand that that was a sentiment that you felt like yeah. you're helpless. I, first of all, what we're saying we will never be in that, in that situation at all, right? It's, it's, it's easy to armchair quarterback what you would do from that position of and of Absolutely, horror, and that's right? important, that's important to realize because I see it every day. People talk about, oh, sure. if, I, if I was in this For situation, sure. I would do this. When you guys have no clue what you would do. No clue. You have no idea. You have no idea. You want to test your resolve? Throw a problem in front yeah. of your way. Like something serious. Like, hey, this, like, the train stops moving until this is mm-hmm. resolved. And then, and then what would you do? So that's one. The other thing <clears throat> is that uh, just the – what I witnessed, all of them say that, that one statement, followed by propaganda. Mm-hmm. That's all I saw on TV during the whole documentary. I just kept seeing like propaganda and propaganda and propaganda. And it seemed like that was the only thing that was on yeah. TV at all times. Yeah. I mean, that's just, so essentially, it just, still goes on today. Do me trying to use my detective mm-hmm. brain. Like I can only, <laughs> I can just surmise that they have this one blanketed statement because of what they're all consuming daily mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that. I don't know, man. I, I thought it was food for thought. I was like, why are they? Yes, the situation was horrific. But furthermore, they, they, they're all watching propaganda. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, China has this get down or lay down mentality. And it's yeah. all you got. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's rough. rough. So I started to get, um, so moving along, it, it, it goes into a conversation. Um, Who's the other guy? Who is the 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 film guy? Which film guy? You know what I'm talking uh, about? The artist? The dude who was doing the um, yeah, the artist. We should know that. The artist guy. Who no 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 I who's I, who made the who I made the right paintings? Here. No, so remember the part where it gets right into the documentary about the dude who was taking pictures of of trash. Yeah, he and he also made paintings and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, his yeah. segment was you know, that was a great he, segment. Uh you know, he was trying to which is once again uh a, a real brave thing that he did where he was you know, taking pictures and making paintings and trying to expose you know, what was going on in China for all those years. And uh yeah, it was very moving, and and he talked about how he was originally inspired to do it. He just he was originally just kind of 
he's out there painting and like you know really he's focusing more on like environmental destruction and he was like taking a painting of this garbage under a bridge and then he sees just a, an abandoned baby a dead baby in, in a bag and that's where he yeah wrapped in uh wrapped in the what is that the, like the biohazard the, bags yeah. with the biohazard yeah a biohazard bag a yellow biohazard bag just yeah. wrapped up so yeah that's essentially what you know this you know kind of uh this is kind of a uh spoil spoiler alert but that's essentially what they were doing in china they were inducing babies at like eight months and just throwing them in plastic bags and, and asphyxiating them and just you know throwing them in the trash it was, it was it was horrifying and he you know stumbled upon this when he was a kid and then he made he made it his mission to document this and then uh you know kind of try to show people what's actually going on and fight back against them yeah, so his name is uh his name is ping mm -hmm. wong and he's uh yeah he started out doing artwork and then he was focusing on the idea of trash yeah that was his main yeah. thing and then he discovered like he he found this landscape underneath um beneath bridge, a, yeah. a bridge and he's like kind of, you know, just scanning the area and he sees this yellow biohazard bag. And then, you know, in the bag is a, is a dead um, baby. Mm -hmm. That And then so then so once he saw that key, that that yellow bag, he kind of kept his eye out looking for that. And he started seeing more and more of it. Like he became aware. Like once he saw that one thing that was jarring, which I'm pretty sure if I was just a photographer trying to do this segment here and i discover like a dead you know like a dead child i would be mortified so now that's all he sees when he's taking these pictures which is insane and when i was looking up you know like how they were doing all of these they they, they deliver eight nine months and then you were saying asphyxiation some of them were saying that, that, that they were just drowning mm -hmm. them right then and there mm -hmm. Which is, but the, I mean, if you look at how the how families gave up their kid, like they just the kid was born, and if it was a girl, then it was all over. They're literally putting the child in a basket, uh, pinning twenty bucks to the inside of the child's clothes, and leaving them there at the meat mm -hmm. market, and then they had to like walk past this child and see it every day. At stages of, of progression, like one, you know, one day he said he, he saw the, the the baby's face was covered in mosquito yeah. bites, and then you know, to, to two days go by, the baby's the, the, the child had passed, and then you know, some more days go by, and then he's talking about how he's walking down the meat market and seeing babies, d dead babies covered in maggots. Yeah. It was a, it was a, that's a lot to take in. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. And then like to speak to people mm. who come from that era. The guy I know, <laughs> he he is he had to be a teenage mm. kid to see all of that. But then you speak to him about it as I talked to him about this. And he just spoke as like a, you know, oh yeah, uh, you know, it happened. It was mm. rough. You know, he, he didn't really want to get into it, but it's it, 
that's a hard concept to just see that like every day I see mm-hmm. that every day or hey I, I know for a fact I'm gonna do something horrific if I keep going down Market Street yeah. you know what I mean that's that'll, rough that'll change your perspective on things but that one family that yeah. one family that was that, that one family said, so you know what? Yeah, so gonna... like the documentary is not all bad. They talk about this one family who are really just a family of, of heroes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about that? That was that made my my eyes uh, get misty. Okay. So they were this family. They were saving, you know. So here, here's what I like about this. I like that a family decided, hey, we're going to pay it for it. We're going to do this. Which, to me, it kind of solved the crux of the issue that China had deemed was the population. Mm-hmm. And so they they turned this horrific law written in their constitution, and it got changed right over to just trafficking, mm-hmm. human trafficking, right? But this one family said, like, hey, cool. They would drive by specifically. Um, taxi uh, tax drivers were getting in on this. People who drove the streets, mm. they, they they saw they were taking kids and sending them out for adoption to the West. Mm-hmm. And then once that kind of picked up, other people in different provinces were doing the same thing. Like that was their solution. But of course, you know, China came in, the man came in, and they were had to take their cut. I had to get their cut all the way up the pipe. And so like. A child on the market, which is gross to say that, to put up for adoption, of course. But not all of those children were, were put up for adoption. I don't, we don't know where they mm-hmm. went. They're all uncounted for. Well, not all, but the ones that were not on the books going to, towards the West, you know, America, Canada, they weren't – everybody else was off the books, which is horrific. But um, so a, a child sold – would be going for from ten thousand to twenty thousand, mm-hmm. right? And they were taking them, but this one family was, was they were taking kids, feeding them. They 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 find these babies, clean them up, get them back to health, you know, nourish them, change them, feed them, and then within a seventy-two hour time frame, they're turning around and kicking them out to um, an adoption agency that was tied in with uh, like. American adoption yeah. agencies getting getting all those chil- children adopted out of there, which was, I mean, whew, I mean, just looking at how things went down every day, it's better better somewhere else yeah. than there. You're giving somebody a chance. I mean, those people are heroes. I, I forget how many lives. He said 10,000. He said 10,000, baby. 10,000. 10,000. Yeah, the director was like, ah, that's gotta be. Then she looked in, she looked at the numbers and she was like, oh, that's probably uh, and was accurate. Like, ah, yeah, he's not, he's not, he's yeah. not joking. He's not, he's not joking. So yeah, the, the director of the documentary went, found a giant log and it was like combing through it because there were other people, other agencies on the West in America who kept logs as well. And then she kind of lined them up and saw, oh, this guy's really not, he's really not playing. He was really cranking them out. He was getting, saving babies day after day after day and turning them around. And then the crazy part is that that entire family went to yeah. jail. That's the crazy part. And um, 
They all went to yeah, jail. All of them. So one of them, uh, I think the sister, she did 15 years. 15 years. She had 15 years. Babies. 15 years. While their government would... I, what they said is they would pay them like five... The family would get $500 per baby. So there was financial incentive for the do right. this, but they that wasn't the reason they were doing it. So they would get $500, and then the Chinese government would sell the baby for, you said, 10 to 20 grand. So just totally yep. like this ridiculous profit margin. And then they throw them in jail when, you know, when they deemed it. When it, when it, when it got too hot. When it got they, too hot. When they wanted to. Just is but horrible. But that that chain custody going yeah. all the way up to mm-hmm. the the adopt the the those those orphanages and then the adoption mm-hmm. agencies that chain of custody when they find those children they have to have it like a police report has to be you know filed so then they're paying the chinese police like the like local police 50 dollars per stamp or signature mm-hmm. on each child yeah so everyone's getting a piece of yeah. the pie as it goes up to the adoption agency and then, and then it's finally sold, but still what was like what they were kicking back down to people to, to bring in these children was peanuts. Yeah. What they were making. And then they went this. to jail. And this is, yes. And then yeah. they went to jail and, and then, yeah, it's just, it's so bad. But it, within that horror, you do have, you know, like you often do people standing up to, standing up for what they believe in i think that i loved their fort their like their first time that they did it it was just they were on the side of the road they saw a baby girl and they're just like, i can't they she said you know i just couldn't take it anymore so she raised so initially she raised her for two years they were very poor and they're like i just don't have enough food anymore and that's how it started they gave her to an orphanage and they're like yes oh, here's okay here's some money and then they're like bring bring more and they're like you know then they're like oh you like I can do this, so it's, they gave them permission at first, and then you know went back right. on them. And this is another, you know, I think this is. Um, it just reminds me of stories from from Jesus and the Bible. It's, it was the trash collectors. It was the people on the lower rungs of society doing, you know, the Lord's work. It has a stay. very Rogue One, well, Rogue One, and like has a very know, really following the what did message of jesus and these people you know they, these people probably weren't even allowed to you know practice yeah worship, worship do it i mean it, yeah it was it was crazy so so then the the part that really kind of hits me is like the after effect of when she got out of jail like the 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 sister mm-hmm. she did 15 years she gets out of jail now she already had a son before she went in I think she did 10, not 15. She got 15, I, I the and then she got out with, like, 10 with good behavior. So still a decade, a long time. Right. So, right. so whole decades go by. Now her and her son, they have nothing in common anymore. They're, they're like two strangers. Mm-hmm. That's the best way she described it. Like, we're, we are like two strangers living in the same house. I, I've tried to reach and try to connect with him. There is nothing between us anymore. There's, I, I spent too much time away from my child in jail to come home to have to deal with that now i just thought it was brutal all like all the way around the board it was just nasty dude yeah it 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 was was. nasty 
and then it gets and then you know and then there's like things you find out that are even then worse it gets, oh, it gets so this stupid. is another a spoiler alert is that hence oh yeah no just just heads up I'm, I'm spoiling everything i'm spoiling the whole thing this this whole thing is you have to yeah. go watch this. so what we're saying we're not yeah i'm spoiling it doesn't it. give it our words don't give justice to what you know you can see in the video yes uh so it's it's a must it's a must watch in my opinion it's difficult it's a difficult if it's a difficult one to watch but i think it's important to uh educate yourself on what's been happening all this time no one's done anything about it except for a a handful of of people you know at the a bottom of society that took all the, the took the full wrath of the Chinese government. So without, I mean, the so, and it's probably still China and it's probably were, still going on. We can were, talk about that later. But yeah, oh yeah, no. I so they were rewarding citizens, everyday citizens, for performance, and there were people like. There were other women who were going in and, you know, doing the forced abortions and sterilizations. Now, this is like when I hear, you know, forced to carry the term and then I hear, hey, you're having a forced abortion and sterilization. Like they would get eight to nine people, go into someone's house and literally drag a pregnant woman away, kicking and screaming into her car. Hog, yeah, hog tied up and then she said that um you know because they would bring in men to try to carry her out of there she, the 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 mom would strip down and get naked so they couldn't grab her to be they, they didn't want to disrespect her and grab you know her her private areas but they would strip down naked and try to like try to escape and so they they still dragged her they dragged the moms out hog tied like an mm-hmm. animal thrown to the back of a vehicle driven to a place and then, hey, th- this is happening. This is happening. And then, that, and then that's it. There was no psychological care. That I, I, I'm pretty sure the aftercare was yeah. minimal. I mean, I, I can only imagine. There's no the the numbers that they were saying. There's no way that they were doing appropriate uh, follow up post procedure. There's just no way. They had they had a lady who she was a part of so many abortions and so many sterilizations, murders. the weight of yeah, well, murders. There's so many murders she committed. She was just like, I am now working. Like I only work with people who have infertility problems. Mm. And um, she said that, that, that she had spoken to some religious yeah. monk and he told her that, he said that if she saved one, if, if she saved one life or brought one life in, it would be the equivalent of her, you know, it would knock off 10 lives of, of, of children that yeah. she's killed. So she was, and so she, she was repentant. But then there is that other interview. Yes. That was oh, chilling. Man. That was chilling. Yeah. I don't know how you could say, yeah, I've, I've killed this many babies with a straight yeah. face, like, and with a sense well, of she, pride. Well, she's the one that talked about the mother stripping down, was laughing about it. 
to get away. Right. That was, that was the chilling part. I'm like, oh wow, this this is a this is something here. This is something else. It was pretty, dude. It, it, it was pretty rough. rough. And so then, when you see that, like, like when I saw that, I had probably four or five different questions just to unpack and ask that lady for, like, hey, no, 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 no. You can't just say all of that. We're going to stop and unpack that one sentence, what you just said. One, how long have you been doing this? Two, how did you get started doing mm-hmm. this? Three, did at any point in time, did your consciousness was like, hey, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. This is wrong. Did, did at any point in time that kick in, right? And then just, you know, how did you, like, bro, how did you sleep mm-hmm. at night? How do you go to bed and, and, and just sleep at night? Knowing that Ping Wong is the guy who's probably taking pictures of your crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But one um, quote that comes to mind is uh, Thomas Sowell quote, and he says, you know, human beings have an amazing ability to rationalize their actions. And I think that's what's, well, that's what happens, you know, and you just, you, eventually it, it, it's, it becomes okay in your mind. That's both the, the power and the terror of, of the human mind. And again, I just don't want to sit here and be like, you know, shame right. that woman. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to. Sh- I'm not trying to shame a person. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just so heartbreaking to just. Shame I mean, on her. yes, <laughs> yes, know, shame on her. She's not that was filthy. We know that was filthy. We know. Her. I can't think about like I, I, dude, dude. There's that's I can't no. even fathom. Like I can't even fathom the type of like what is waiting yeah. for you. After this is all yeah. said and done, like, nah, bro, don't, don't even worry her, about that. Yeah. You know, we heard they, all they gave her a medal for it, too. She's very proud of the, the medal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yes. She got a medal from the what is it? The how do you the premier, the the premier of the, the, Chi- premier of China? I think the premier gave it to her. There we go. And but she it was in a picture with like the premier and the prime minister. Yeah, bad stuff. And uh, I don't know. I think just the most startling statistic for me during that whole thing. Give me one second. Keep going. I mean, the most startling statistic is the number. They threw up numbers of how many forced abortions they did. It was like in the 330 million, which I thought was... it's just it's just because that's the population of the united states i just could i was just thrown back by that imagine the entire population of this country getting forced aborted just sick i wrote the number down it was 358 million children that was what they had yeah, documented. I just the, the margin of error is yeah. pretty high. I'm pretty sure the margin of error is pretty high. And then how you could just over the course of forty years wipe out an entire existing nation right mm-hmm. now is nuts. And um, like I said before, the the 
it's still going on to a lesser degree against the, the Uyghur population in the autonomous zone of China. And, um, and once again, no one's really talking about this. And there is actually this great article um, about this uh, incident that happened at, so at Cornell, Cornell University, Ivy League School in New York, um, you would think, I mean, because this is the environment I'm at, that, you know, you, you, I hear these professors always going, droning on about, you know, social justice issues. And there are legitimate social justice issues like this one. But when it comes to this horrible, terrible thing, they, they, go, they go silent which is just crazy to me. And this, this girl who was a Uyghur, who is a refugee from China, was speaking out about this genocide that's going on. And as she's doing this in Cornell, Ivy League University, standing next to a New York State Senator doing this, all the international Chinese students walk out and boo her and, you know, totally disrespectful leave leave the leave the you know the hall and um and this is the problem with the the ideology right now in the schools is they they uh they could not they did not stand up for this 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 woman this this refugee from from china they did not stand up they did not stand up for this this student who who's witnessed this who was speaking you know truth and who also has a brother that's missing so probably dead in china because just because of their you know religious status and they 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 couldn't stand up for it because they didn't want to be this is the great quote they're like we didn't we don't want to perpetrate anti-asian sentiment and then this girl says what are you talking about I'm Asian. <laughs> this is this is how like this is the inconsistencies that I see constantly within this ideology in amongst the intelligentsia, the 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 academic community, and it's just it, it's mind-boggling, you know. And I, you know, yeah. I think that's 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 why this yeah. this this documentary is important. Because it actually it's it's showing what it what happened, what's probably still going on, and um, you know it's trying to give a voice to the voiceless. So highly recommend that you watch. That, that's exactly the, some of the things. So when I got into when I got into when I got into you know just into Twitter, I noticed that Twitter was like. A very limited sample size, but it spoke it spoke enough, right, about what was going on. There are tons of issues that are happening, and they're happening at just ad nauseum. And so there are a couple issues. The ones so I I try to, to remain silent as I possibly can when I'm watching, you know, scrolling a Twitter feed, but that there are things that if I can speak intelligently about, then I'm gonna provide, you know, my my perspective or what I experienced while I was there point in case, uh, the pullout from Afghanistan. Mm. Right. Um, 
just going through that and just watching some of the responses of what people were saying. And it, it was just like, oh, yeah, there was nothing we, he could have done. There's nothing that could have happened. Like, nothing could have happened at all. I don't see a problem here. As a matter of fact, good job to him. When, 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 when these people have zero dog in, in this fight, they have zero investment in this mm-hmm. fight. They, they, they have – they don't – like, yeah, I know a guy who deployed one time. Okay, you know nothing of what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Nothing. But 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 here you are saying there's nothing I could have done. Meanwhile, there are interpreters whom both you and I probably know that are probably yeah. dead right now. That are probably dead. Yeah. Right now. Um Zia, a good friend of mine named Zia, he, he was my terp. Mm. When I when all this stuff went down, I was in I was in JBLN, mm. right? And uh I was just, you know, calling my buddies, like, hey, has anybody gotten a hold of him? Anybody gotten a hold of him? He had a citizenship. He saw the writing on the wall and went back to get his family, mm-hmm. right? He was able to get his family, his, his, his daughter and his extended family out of Afghanistan three days before they locked yeah, it down. I and so I, yeah, I had hit him up on, on Facebook. And when he called me, Oh man, as soon as I heard his voice, I, I was just mm-hmm. crying. I was just crying because I was just like so happy that he was able to get himself and his family out of it. Because you don't, you have no, the, the average person has no idea what's mm-hmm. going on. But tell me more about what's happening here right now with instances. I mean, not trying to make light of other people's problems, but there are ginormous issues like just sex mm-hmm. trafficking. That's always been a thing. No one's raised an eye. No one said a word about that at all. Like nothing, nothing, not, not one time. It's never been on anyone's mm-hmm. agenda because you don't care about it. It you doesn't know. affect me. Why do I care about it? It doesn't affect yeah. me. And that's essentially. But you can have the same foaming at the mouth rage for something that could probably be dis- dis- a, a discussion or a series of discussions could be had you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah that's that, that's the crux of the year in my opinion am i right maybe I'm, maybe i'm wrong maybe we're wrong i don't know and that's kind of you know that's the my issue the issues with postmodernism and everything's relative but i i don't think we are i think a lot of people would agree with that but um no that that's the problem is that when everyone Things are a victim and they're unable to prioritize problems. The real victims, people that have been brutalized, get they get they get left out of the conversation because it's too hard to talk about. It's it's that's everything that the e the things that are less horrible get they get put, you know, put up to the to the front. And uh it, I, For sure. it's, it's baffling, but you know, we'll do what we can to talk about these these issues and uh, <laughs> yeah, have a couple yeah. conversations. And and, th- and this is you know like 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 I was talking about this you know the Ivy League story. Um, essentially, like like the senator, they don't don't think they want to solve these problems they just want to it's all about appearances right appearing to be good appearing to care 
And it's, this is why they take up some of these other issues that, you know, I think objectively you could say aren't, aren't as critical as a genocide, right? Because it's it's just it's it's easier right. to look good, and you all you have to just say, oh, like I support this, or I'm gonna put a whatever thing up on my Facebook, and that's it. That's that's both that shows I care, and that's that's all the action I need to do. And it's 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 just that's laziness, it. and I just it. see it kind of it's, I, it's selfish, yeah. and that's you know. Uh, it's just totally backwards from what I remember growing up with is actions. Actions speak louder than words, right? Which is all, it's really, it's sure. always what I appreciated about the message from Jesus. Actions speak louder than words. Standing yeah. up, doing something, being involved. And it's, it's just more, I mean, there's even, even the little things, mm. right? Even the little things, um, relationships, relationships. I could feel how I feel about something. Like you and I have disagreed on many mm. things. It didn't cancel mm. our friendship. It didn't cancel our our brotherhood. Mm. It didn't cancel what what we went through. Mm. It just meant I disagree with what you're saying, or you disagree with what I mm. was saying, and that yeah, was that. Yeah. But that's still grounded in a, that. But that's still grounded in a relationship. Yeah. People aren't even doing the bare minimum of just having a relationship and just being able to talk instead of just saying, "If you do this, then you're over there, and if you do that, you're over there." And then also inversely, inversely, I have seen people in church do the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. We're all well. If if you're not if you're not listening, I mean, if you're not running yeah. this way, then you're yeah. with them. Yeah, and like yep. you know, we've I've seen it. You know, I do it too. Sometimes, oh, this person's like a a left. You know, just because they're over there, they're like really left, and it's just not, not always true, right? So just I would think that my my biggest struggle mm-hmm. is that um, it just in 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 life because we've seen some of those like hardships. Mm-hmm. We've seen third world countries. We, we've seen, you know, situations that are compounded and multi-layered with just social justice issues, systemic issues that, that you know, that, hey, I have to peel back the mm-hmm. layer of this. And then, and then you pull back one layer, like, oh, wow, there's three other layers adjacent. I have to pull back individually and solve those issues. And they just keep growing and growing and growing. Yeah. To things that you like, hopefully I can try to put a stopgap in between uh, these particular people here, and then just ho- hope mm-hmm. and pray that that is carried on when I swap out with the next unit coming mm-hmm. back in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like you said, it's yeah. it, it's these, these issues. They're all extremely complex, but I, I just I, each time for all these issues that we look at, I, it's just a common theme that I see is just the, the double standard that you see in people of authority doing what they want and then punishing the people with, with less power. You saw that in this documentary. You saw that you see this today. You see in any, any example, you, you see this and you're talking about your 10 favorite 
Bible moments in, in one of your other podcasts I was listening to. I enjoyed that. And my favorite, and this is my, this has always been my favorite, is you know the the story where Jesus stops the stoning. Right, he's he right. writes all the 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 would be stoner sins in the sands, and they stop. And this, I I, I think. That's my. That's always been my favorite because I've always been a person that did not like Devil's Tale. You would always hear me drone on it, put that in the army, and uh, that's still today. And that just, I think that's the central issue here, and we all kind of try to root out these double standards that we perpetuate and other people do. And it's that acknowledgement. It's that acknowledgement. I mean, not only is it, yes, I let he without sin cast yeah. the first stone. There's the words. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. The greatest leader of all time. But you hit the nail on the head. It's, yes, everything's multi-layered, but I, I think everyone should just take a knee and look mm. inwards. That's it. That's it. Just look inwards. Look inwards, and it's so it's so basic. And it, how can I judge you over here, knowing full well I'm going home, hitting the bottle, looking at pornography, and cheating on my wife every day? Who who do who am I? Who am, who am I? Oh oh, that's right. I am the CEO. I am the first sergeant of. I am the 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 this of that. I'm the this of that. I, that don't apply to me. You know how much money I have? Mm-hmm. I have tons of money. This don't apply to me. I'm too rich for this to apply to me. So just this personal accountability. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy about this, and he was um, he was having a hard time, and he was just like, I said, you as a older male coming through, coming coming from where you've come through. Really bad upbringing, but got a solid heart, man of gold, man after God. And he was just like, I don't really see anything about caring about our community. And I was just, I was, you know, I, I, I provide some pushback. I'm like, well, I could, I want to give you some pushback here because you're, 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 you're looking too linear at what a community is. These are all of your friends. These are all of your kids, their friends, your kids' parents' friends. Well, their parents. <laughs> All of your family members, extended family members, everywhere you go, right? The places that the places that that you frequently go and, and hang out at, those places, um, and then all of your friends who you keep in a social network and you know in different you know pots of friends. If you add that all the way up, that is a community. Mm-hmm. That's a community, and you have an obligation as an ambassador to do the right thing and to kind of usher people in and kind of establish these relationships, even if it's not with the person that you don't entirely agree with. I think having a conversation to, to build mutual respect and trust so that way we can kind of sit down and talk is warranted. It has to happen. These things must take place because nothing will, nothing will start unless if I've wronged you, Right. Okay. I wronged you. So now I'm in a deficit in our friendship. I have to admit 
that I was wrong. Then I have to seek your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Right? Then there has to be some reconciliation. A conversation has to be had about what transpired and then what we're going to do to put systems in place as friends to continue this friendship. Now, once we have that, there's restoration. Now we're back at zero. Now, after the restoration, then, then you have the transformation. Then you have the growth. Then you have the evolution. And it's multi-stepped. And people want it for themselves but are not willing to participate on being on the, on the other side of that. Because, we, because of the, the state that we live in now, it's a very postmodernistic. I don't care about the truth as long as it revolves around my me. Truth. I have nothing. My yes, truth. my truth. I don't care about what you got yeah. going on. Very toxic. Very toxic mentality. But, you know, just, you know, most people are getting tired of it. And uh, I, I think we're uh, making steps forward. As a people. I agree. I think I think that when I was over the last five years, bro, I've been kind of looking at when I was a kid. Mm. And there's a lot of things that we kind of got were, were that flew over our head as kids that we weren't really paying attention to. But I really wasn't, you know, seeing a lot of this. I mean, Thomas, I don't, man. <laughs> Just when I look at like the like the totality of the state yeah. of what we're you know, yeah. in, what's going on. There's just so much stuff to like address. Yeah, there's a lot. And um, yeah, because if I talked about, you know, politics in the 80s and the 90s or, you know, issues that are happening in the 80s and the 90s, mm. you have to then go down four to five different rabbit mm. holes to even touch the tip of the iceberg of the real mm. problem. And I think that for now, it's 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 so multi-layered and so complex that I I think that if we all just took a knee, just take a knee, work on self. Mm-hmm. Work yeah. on self. You can't get to restoration without working on self. You can't work on transformation without working yeah. on self. And yeah, and I think like, like all those issues are comp super complex. And uh I don't know. It would be hard. I I think this is my theory. I think it'd be hard pressed to find one of these issues where you didn't see someone doing some double standard nonsense. Hence, well, oh, hence why we we you, we gotta, but we gotta, you know, work on ourselves first. You know, like you said. I I just just to to kind of to kind of wrap this up that last bit of the documentary. Um, they had two sisters that were split. They found the sister. They found the sister that was in America living there. And they're talking to the sister that, that was, that was still in China. And, you know, they were asking her questions and, you know, like what she's up to, what she like to listen to, her favorite color. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And when she was a child, she was, you know, they interviewed her when she was, when she was a kid. She's like, yeah, I just, I just miss my sister. I want to be here. I remember playing with her. Uh, I want to do everything with her. I want to go to school with her. I want to brush teeth, eat food. Everything is better when you have someone with you. And then they fast forward to her being an adult and asking her about, you know, her contact with her. And so she was just like, yeah, I've, I've reached out. 
but I don't really know anything. He's like, well, why are you not asking her? These are things that you should know. She's your friend, right? She's like, yeah. And then um, the girl, she responded with, I want to see her. I want her to come to China. I want to meet her. But I don't want to force that or put that heaviness on her. I want her to think about it and then make the choice from, from her. I don't want to ask. And so then it kind of asked more questions. And then she was just like, yeah, no, these are good questions. I'll probably ask her. And then it's like, what are you afraid of? And then she was just like, she didn't say anything. I mean, but the whole time she's talking, huge smile, ear to ear, ear to ear smile. And then they just address the elephant in the room. It's like, are you afraid that if you ask her any of those questions or, or see, uh, have her come come to meet you, are you afraid that she would just get annoyed and just stop talking to you forever? And then you just saw that ear-to-ear smile of just her thinking about it. It went from giant mm-hmm. smile to 80% smile to 50% smile. And then just straight-faced. And then you just see her realizing the thing that she had probably been pushing down in her body for for years of what could possibly happen that her sister was like you know what i want nothing to do with that country i want nothing to do with that family it's bad over there i have it good here i can't i cannot get dragged over there i cannot i can't do it and you see it on her Mm. face that broke me that broke me it broke me i sat there and cried man it was it was it, it, it was rough to it was rough to look at it was tough and really then was. When, when you find out that, that her sister was essentially kidnapped by the Chinese Communist Party, which is what they started doing. That's what the documentary. Oh, yeah. So there's oh, another yeah. spoiler. Oh, yeah. like, spoiler is that the, towards the end of the one child policy, just they, they started taking kids from the rural areas that were there, you know, more more poverty and putting them up for adoption because, you know, it was a big money maker for them. So that this is that that's that was the so situation. A, so so quick question though, because I was a little confused about that. So in the beginning of the documentary, they said that they had um, they were allowing rural families have to more have than kid. yeah. two kids in, in the, the beginning, beginning. In the I beginning, I think they still. And so how I interpret yeah. that, I, did they just say, hey? We got a money making business here, you know, selling children. Let's just take. I don't know. It's hard. I feel like it's hard to to think to put your mind in the mind of the 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 leadership. So I can easily see because now I'm just looking. Like Mm. now I'm just like you know thinking of of, of the person who had the idea. Say, hey, we they're already doing it. It solves our problem. It solves our issue. Let's just start selling these kids. And in the back end, it was like, oh, yeah, we're making a lot of money. Let's just take all the kids who were, you know, the 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 second child of the family, and then they took her. Mm. That's how I interpreted yeah. that. How I and my theory is that, you know, after 20, 30 years, the propag of constant propaganda, it worked. And then people weren't having as many kids. So then they're like, well, this is we we want we like the money. So now we're just gonna start snatching up children. 
That's yep. yeah. So essentially, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it was it was horrible. Yep. But um, recommend. We we hit some highlights there. Recommend. Oh yeah, for uh, sure, for sure. Watch. That. I can keep going yeah, about this, but this. But um, that was rough. But uh, but you know, accountability. On another note, I remember to wrap up. I, this was a, this was a, a tough dark podcast, but you want to like end it end it light. We can wrap some stuff up from last time. Make a yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be a Debbie yeah. Downer, but this 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 was too heavy when you told me to watch that and I, I cracked it. But I told my wife I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm yeah. watching this," and then so she left because she knew she knew exactly what I was watching yeah. it too. So take I, it I think um. Uh, wrap up stuff that we talked about last time. I think you know, I, I mentioned the whole vegan versus meat. What's really better for the environment? Yeah. That's right. That's so I on looked our it up. List, yeah, you got to yeah. keep, keep, keep me accountable. Keep me accountable, man. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> but, uh, on that list. Yeah, but sure. um, there's not. I looked. There's not a lot of great data, but I, I like most of it's in terms of water consumption, and I think like you know, kind of. The biggest stat for me was that it takes a gallon of water to make one almond, right? And that's that's like a big Oof. that's a big thing now. Almond this, almond milk this, almond that, you know. So just uh, versus like an egg, you know, there's no protein in one almond. One egg is like a couple gallons of water. So put that. I, same. I uh. Fun fact. Did did you see? I saw a video. I forget what country it was. They are three D printing synthetic mm. meat. Yeah, I have not seen that. <laughs> that that is so crazy yeah. to me. Where did you get this from? What what is yeah, this? That's, there, like, there's a lot of questions. What, what is, is this? There's a lot of questions. <laughs> you know, and like uh, you know, like I said, like we talked about before. Gotta get those get those veggies in. But um, you know, you gotta you do but at the same time, it's okay if you know, you gotta get you gotta get your protein in too. Some good farm fresh chicken in your area eggs. Yeah, you know, get that lean meat. You know, I just you know my whole thing is <laughs> don't you gotta be in the be in the middle. Have a nice broad diet. You know, don't go don't go one crazy to one way or the other. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll me, see how that shakes out. Can... I'm gonna look it up because I I saw that and I was just they, they, like the whole setup, like but they were printing 3D printing yeah. like Iron Man suits. Mm. And it was just meat. Yeah. It was meat. It was meat. It was like some red stuff and some white stuff. And they were just 3D printing a whole shank of meat. And I was like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. I don't know. Because that's that crazy. crazy. I don't know either. We'll see. But, all right. Hey. Man. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, thanks again, man. Thanks again, man. This is rough, but we got through it. Yeah. Got through it. Um, hey guys, just want to thank you. I, I, I probably have to put some type of warning at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, you probably as, should. As, as, 
that's probably a good idea. Yeah, probably. Graphic and hey, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to add something in there. I got to figure that out. But hey, guys, thank you for uh, listening once again. Uh, do us a solid like, yeah. share, subscribe. Uh, leave us a five star rating of, of, of whatever DSP digital streaming platform you're listening to the pod. It's usually either uh, Apple or it's um, analytics say this it's Apple and it's uh, Spotify. So do us a solid kind of build up a brand here. We're trying to take this thing off of the ground. We're moving it into bigger and better ventures coming up. But as per usual, I'm Freeman Actual and I'm with Tommy. Stay sharp, stay wolf-like, chase the rabbit. God bless.